welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host. I love this venue because we get to hear about things that matter the most to us, flexibility, careers, and of course, our people. Today joining me, I have two people from our Parents Professional Network. The mission of the Parents Professional Network is to connect working parents and facilitate information sharing on issues that are relevant to the group. So for this one, that means looking for information on becoming a parent, managing my time and parental leave benefits, learning tips about returning to work, navigating childcare options, getting guidance on preparing teens for college, and honestly, just figuring out how to get it all done as a parent who works at DHG. Joining me today is Darian Sutton. She's in our Winston-Salem office. She works in forensics and valuation services as a senior manager. And Becca Welker, she's a tax manager in our Raleigh office, but actually spends most of her time working remotely. And they are going to share some of their key learnings, wisdom, input about being a working parent. So before we get started, I could have introduced your family, but it's much more fun for proud moms to talk about their family. Darian, tell us about your family. Sure. So I have two girls, ages five and six. My six-year-old just started first grade, and my five-year-old will go to kindergarten next year. I grew up in Winston-Salem and moved back about seven years ago after being gone for a while, so it's still home. Never thought I'd move back, but I did, and I love it, so just raising my family here in Winston. That's awesome. Okay, now, Becca, tell us about your family. I have two children as well. I have a little boy that's eight. Um, they just started the third grade, and my baby girl just went to kindergarten. I live in Wilmington, North Carolina, and work from home for the Raleigh office. And I've been working from home since 2007 when I joined the firm. That's amazing. And you and I both lamented together recently when we were in person about our babies going to kindergarten. And that was a hard week. As a working mom, that was a hard week for me, just trying to juggle it all. So, Becca, I'm going to start with this first question, and it's going to be for you. So what does it mean in terms of working remote? How do you do that without your career being compromised? You clearly are paving the way in this area. Well, I think it's just kind of whatever you make it to be. I mean, I started with DHG in 2007 as a senior associate. And just last month, I was promoted to managing director. So I was climbing the ladder remotely and also had two children and missed two tax seasons. So you can do it. It just takes a little, sometimes it takes a little bit longer because you're focused on your family. And I mean, I work from home primarily because my family lives here, but it also helps me be a mom because I can do things at home and, you know, just be where I need to be. I stay connected to Raleigh by making the trip up there. It's only two hours away. So I'm frequent in the office um, to see faces and meet with staff and meet with clients. And we were just talking before the call for our listeners, Hurricane Dorian is knocking on her door. She's got kids at home and she's recording this podcast. I'd say that working from home, being a working parent means you juggle a lot, right? That's exactly right. I mean, I'm just, I'm 
juggling, usually doing laundry and kids and pickups and drop <laughs> and practices and podcasts and tax returns, you name it. <laughs> Lots of balls in the air. So, Darian, what are some of the success strategies to remaining connected to your team, even when you're not in the office or in the field with them? I'm just laughing over here because I feel like Zach, we have the same life. It's just, it's just funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you mentioned about so many balls in the air. I think one of the hardest things is transitioning back and forth between mom work, mom work, you know, all that stuff. So I think one of the things I was nervous about, I guess, when I started working, so I work less than full-time. That's what I like to say. It's not, it doesn't feel like part-time because it's about 80% time. But in order to do that, I'm not always in the office. You know, I'm out doing other things with my family or, or whatever else in the community. So I think in terms of staying connected with my team, the things that work really well is typically at the beginning of the month, I kind of send out an email that says, here's when I'm going to be gone. Like, you know, here's when I have vacation or here's when I'm traveling for work. And then also on like a day-to-day basis, um, I'm in the office on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's just kind of a known fact. And then on Tuesday and Friday, that's pretty much don't work from like 8 to 11-ish. And I work from home on Tuesday and Friday afternoon. So the team knows that. We share a calendar. And that's not just like my appointments and my out-of-office, but theirs as well. But I think the biggest thing that's worked, and also have a really new team. So a lot of new and young folks and a lot of big projects going on. So we try to set very clear expectations and timelines. You know, I don't micromanage, I don't check in all the time, but I spend a lot of time coaching the leads on my engagement. So it's not solely on me to manage the projects. I think it's really, really important that I bring my team up so that they can take on a lot of that responsibility. And that allows me to, you know, leave to go take my kids to school or, or go to yesterday I left early to take my kids to gymnastics for the first day. You know, that was at four o'clock. And right. They were fine. You know, I had to leave in the quote unquote the middle of the day. <laughs> so just having a, a team in, in place that knows and kind of understands the expectations and also like when I'm going to be around and when I'm available. I mean, it sounds like And I know from my own experience that having that constant and very deliberate level of communication with your team is one of the main points in making all of this work. So speaking of communication, Darian, this one's going to be for you too. What's the best way to begin a discussion with management about exploring a flex schedule such as 80% like yours? Yeah, I think it comes back down to like open communication. So I think the whole culture breeds communication. So I think if if you're scared to have a conversation with your manager about, hey, you know, 80% time or working remotely or whatever it may be, sounds like a good idea, but I, I'm afraid I'll get shot down or I'm afraid it's not going to be well received. I think just what I know about the culture of DHC, that's probably more of a self-imposed feeling. Mm-hmm. So I will say before I pursued the option, I was about to have my second child. And I knew my oldest was 18 months old and my second was born. So I knew that it was just not going to work, especially with my husband's schedule, for me to come back full time. So before I had that conversation, I got on the compass. I did some research. I thought... When would I work? What would my hours be? You know, would my clients know? Would the team be affected? Like, I, I kind of thought about it a lot before I went to my the partner in our group at the time, and I was just very honest about it. And I got zero pushback because I think, I mean, I feel this way, but I think DHC feels this way that if someone's like a strong contributor, it's a lot easier 
it's better to work with that person to come up with the right arrangement than lose them altogether. And I think, you know, Becca and I are success stories where we would have maybe, I can speak for myself, gone somewhere else if I didn't have that flexibility, I didn't have that option. So I think kind of doing the research and then just being honest and having a conversation. And and if any listeners feel like maybe they're not ready to have that discussion, they can just call me. We can talk about it and, you know, I can help you get prepared for that conversation. That is really great advice and so true about our culture. I don't have an official flexible arrangement myself, but I do know that my job is to get a job done and how I get that job done, I do have flexibility. And I often work from home on Fridays in order to be able to accomplish all that I can juggling things. So Becca, you've always had a remote arrangement. How did you know that that was going to be right for you? Well, I mean, I want to echo what Darian said exactly and kind of touch on the communication and the flex. I'm also at 90%, which is not much of full, behind full-time, but it does give me the flexibility, I feel like, to work, you know, a little bit less and some off-busy time. And I also, I have to think about my day as I have 24 hours, right? You know, not think about it, i got to be in the office from 8 to 5 or 8 to 6 or whatever the time frame is. So for me personally... I have all those hours to work with. I got to get in the gym. I got to get the kids to school. I got to do the client meetings, do the client work, do the compliance work, cook dinner, all the mom stuff, all the put to bed, read the books, and then working it around. So, and the communication is key. I mean, with the team, they kind of know my light's green. You know, I'm around at my desk, and if it's yellow, I'm probably running the kids somewhere. And if they really need me, text me, call my cell phone. But, you know, I try to stay available when I'm needed. And it just worked for me, I think, because I knew, like Darian said, when she came back, I knew I couldn't be the mom that I wanted to be and work in the office full-time. It just wasn't going to work for my family. My husband also works in accounting, so we just both couldn't do the full-time thing. Working remotely for me is huge. It saves me time in the morning from commuting to the office, from taking a shower, you know, just whatever. I'm still my gym clothes from this morning at 5 a.m. So it just saved a lot of time for me. I think that, and like Darren said, talking with management, I mean, our firm is so awesome. I mean, I think this hashtag, like Beyond Numbers, we really live and breathe it around here. I think anybody is open to it. I mean, I started in 2007, worked remotely. I mean, that's how long ago. I mean, that was, what, 12 years ago? So, I mean, we've come a long way. I think there's a lot more remote working happening, like Darian said. I mean, if you're good at your job, they want to keep you. That's right. So anybody in the firm can do anything to help make your life easier or your work-life balance better. I have seen no pushback from anybody. You know, I think there's something that you said that's really important to highlight, and that is that you make yourself available. And I think that's one thing that people have to understand whether they're working, you know, a flexible schedule, they're 80%, they're part-time, or they work from home two days a week. I think the most important aspect is that you have blurred lines in your life and it isn't like you turn DHG off and you turn your family on or you turn your family on and you turn DHG off. That availability and being able to communicate becomes really critical when you're working in an alternative schedule. I wrote a blog about this. I don't know, probably, I think my daughter wasn't even two at that point. So three years ago-ish. And one of the things that I said was, I'm there for DHG when DHG needs me. And DHG 
BHG's there for me when I need to be there for my family. So I think that that point is a really important one that you guys brought up. So this one's for either one of y'all or both of you, really. What are the, some of the pros and cons that people should keep in mind if they're considering this arrangement? Or what are some of the main things to think about? Becca, you want to go first? Sure. I'm happy to. Uh, kind of just piggyback on what we were just talking about. It's a pro and a con, you know, being available. I'm kind of available 24-7 in a way, and it's kind of my choice because I'm volunteering in my son's classroom on a Monday from, I mean, this year I think I'm going to be in there from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., which is a typical work time. But that also means I'm there with him, but then I'm probably going to make up some time, you know, after the kids go to bed, I'll, I'll work a little bit. And that's my choice, but that's me doing everything I want to be doing. It's just, like I said, back to the 24 hours. I'm getting it all in. It's just in a, a different, non-traditional time frame. So to me, that's a pro and a con because sometimes mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working when I don't really want to be, but it's kind of <laughs> like, well, I had the flexibility to be at the dance recital or the soccer game when I probably typically would be working. Yeah. So that's kind of finding that balance of when you're, when you turn it on and turn it off and I think with me, one other thing, working remotely, my home office is in my house, you know, <laughs> so sometimes it's hard for me to close the door and, you know, go back to the, the laundry or the dinner or whatever. So I try to set specific times when I'm not working, especially during busy season, that gets a little hard. Now that my children are over, they kind of see, mommy, you're working too much, you know, so <laughs> I, I try to keep that balance, but it, it's hard. I mean, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I make it work. You absolutely do. And you've been so successful with it. Darian, do you have any thoughts on this, pros, cons, things to consider? Well, aside from, yeah, aside from saying the exact same thing, I think Becca brought up some really good points. Like, I schedule time. So, you know, whether it's being in, you know, the kids' classroom, because that's obviously time that you're dedicating to other people, or it's, I need to sit down and review this report or whatever, whatever for an hour, or... I'm not going to be working for this hour because I've got to go run this errand. So I'm very deliberate with, you know, my time scheduling and being organized about it. But in terms of like pros and cons, so a pro is definitely that I can pretty much make it to anything. I mean, I have to obviously schedule around existing meetings or things that are obviously very important at work. But, you know, it's like I've got a field trip or my daughter has a field trip coming up and I'm like, oh, I'll be there, which is just a really, really good feeling. But I will say I have a very good support system where when I need to turn it up at work, you know, I can rely on other people, you know, and my family and my husband does a whole lot. And then I have a full-time nanny because, you know, we both work a lot. And so I have a support system to turn it up when I need to turn it up. But I think kind of a con that I alluded to is it is hard to balance, to go back and forth, to turn one off and, you know, turn the other on. It is a 24-hour thing. So I think maybe some people really just want to be in the office from 8 to 5. I don't. I much prefer the flexibility. I much prefer the balance and, and sort of the struggle that's associated with the, the flexibility because the benefits of the flexibility far outweigh the struggle, in my opinion. So I think being able to – so much more is accessible to me because I have a flexible arrangement. So that's definitely a big pro with kind of what I'm working with, and I know Becca probably feels the same. Absolutely. That's all very good things to consider and pros and cons. And I just want to say before we wrap up that both of you truly are role models for everyone because it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. I always tell some of my friends, I've 
didn't have a child until I was 38. So I was well into my career. And, you know, I have friends now who have kids who are graduating from college. And I'm like, it is no joke being a working mom. And I'm sure that y'all will agree with me. It takes an extraordinary amount of energy and of scheduling and of communication. So thank you both for being role models here. Absolutely. Happy to do it. And thank you all for joining us and sharing your perspectives. Thank you for listening to our Life at DHG podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. If you want more information about this important group we have at DHG, be sure to visit The Compass and check out our blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. Life at DHG.